Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space, and we get to hear their stories. Now, today's guest is helping streamline B2B sales experience for their customers and their customers' customers through through Peppery, a company he co-founded and where he currently serves as CEO. Please welcome Offer Your Vexel. Welcome to the show. Thank you for hosting me. I apologize for the naming uh, convention. I know it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> Peppery and Ofri and your Vexel, you did it quite well. Oh, well, I appreciate it. No, thank you. Um, We're grateful that you're here. Um, Tell us a little bit about Peppery. We want to know what you guys do there. Uh, We help companies that are selling physical products, typically consumer products, uh, to sell them uh, faster, better uh, through the different channels, all those new channels that uh, exist today in B2B. And we are focusing on business to business only. uh, and when we say all the different channels, it's predominantly the 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 the, the online channel, which is the B two B commerce, which is the relatively newcomer, and uh, and the traditional one, which is face to face selling uh, using mobile devices, typically. Awesome. And so you guys provide a little bit of of all of that then at, at Peppery. We are we are connecting to the back office of these companies, companies like. Dermalogica and the pharma, you know, uh, if you're familiar from C- from California, companies like Seiko and the watch business, uh, Anycan and the, and the drink, uh, food and beverages is a big industry for us. And we help them sell their product, uh, yeah, uh, selling typically to online and offline retailers uh, and to distributors worldwide. Uh, we work in like 70 countries around the world actually all over the world. And uh, we have over like 1,200 customers. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And you guys have been in business, it looks like almost 12 years now, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, awesome. So, well, let's let's jump back in time a little bit. Tell me a little bit about what you were doing before Peppery. Like what, tell me a little bit about your background. What were you doing in business before that? Uh, actually, I was an executive in several high-tech companies, uh, from telco to uh, a lot of background in telco. In the recent years, I was a vice president in a company company called Amdocs, traded in Nasdaq uh, before Peppery, and prior to that in uh, in Jakarta, again traded in Nasdaq, uh, vice president responsible for all their international business. Uh, and before telco, I was dealing with healthcare. I was dealing with many different industries, always in the high tech business throughout my career, I would yeah. say. So is this the first company that you officially like owned, like founded and were uh, all, it's like yours? 
The first successful one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, no, that's good to know. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, um, so obviously, this is we want to we want to get into why how this one has become a success. But tell us if you can just a little bit about the times that were unsuccessful and what you learned from those. Actually, it was not high tech back then. While I was studying engineering, I established my first real companies. I, I was uh, working prior to that, actually, throughout my life since I was a teenage. But really establishing my own company was while I was studying engineering. I was hardly in, in uh, the university. The majority of my time I was dealing with that company of water products. And after less than two years, I decided that it's not for me. Uh, and after I lost quite a lot of my personal money on that mm. uh, and uh, decided to shut it down and to uh, go back to engineering for a while. I hear you. And so when you decided to, to start uh, Peppery, now you are a co-founder? Yeah, with three other guys. Uh, actually, I was the first one to bring them on board. Uh, I knew them. Uh and uh, it starts from, uh, it's not a typical way. I didn't wake up one morning with a, an idea. It was the opposite. Two investors that, uh, that knew people that were sitting in the board of those companies that I uh, worked for, knew me and approached me and told me, um, I'm interested in a new idea that they have. Oh. Uh, that they are playing with for the last three years. And I say, why not? Let's try it. I left Amdocs. Um, and started that the idea back then, and it was led by a guy named Fear Balavav. He was really the inventor uh, back then. And for three years we were running with that. And then after three years, the idea was warranties in the in the cloud to manage warranties in the cloud. Okay. In the point of sale. And then after three years, we pivoted to uh, a sales app on an iPad that were new back then. And uh, since then, we are pretty much in that space, but we pivoted again from a, a sales solution on an iPad for salespeople with sell-through information coming from the warranties to a pure sales solution, B2B, but all the different channels. This was 2015 that we pivoted again, and then we changed the name of the company from warranty to peppery. And since then, this is what we are doing. Yeah. So those pivots, um, what kind of drove the decision to make those pivots? The first one was uh, realization, the warranty one, that uh, in order to uh, be successful with that, it must be a freeware, something that we give for free and really gather a lot of customers. And then later on, get the momentum going and start to charge for it. Mm -hmm. And the type of investors I had would not be uh, supporting that. And I knew I will not be able to, uh, at least I thought I will not be able to raise money for that. So uh, I decided to search for something that uh, will enable us to make money immediately. I needed mm -hmm. to make money immediately. Yeah. This was the sales rep on an iPad. It was back then very innovative. Uh, and uh, really the quarter we released it back then I had like 12 customers majority of them were in Israel and the minute we released the the sales rep on an iPad and released it to the iStore to the Apple store 
uh, in one quarter, we had like 50 new customers from all over the world. So it was wow. Yeah. Said, yeah. This is the this is the way to go. But then you have you run into a different type of problem. While with the first one, we needed to educate the com- the the market with the warranties and fight again a lot of uh, things that are related to changing the way they are working with the iPads for sales rep. We knew we will run into tons of competition because it's too simple and it's too, uh, you know, everyone can do that. And then mm-hmm. we, we needed to do things differently. And this is how we ran into peppery and search for a way to differentiate ourselves. And this was the third pivot which was not really a, uh, a pivot. It was more of expanding and making mm-hmm. sure that what we are doing will have, uh, will enable us to grow and to differentiate ourselves. Yeah. And obviously it seems to be working out. You've been growing ever since. What has been, uh, I guess, so obviously that would have been a huge tipping point for you guys to be able to expand like that. What has been, do you think, the key to some of that growth that you've seen since then? Uh, it's not a secret. You, you should always, uh, ask yourself what is different in your offering than what the market has today and how you differentiate yourself from your competition uh, in that respect and make sure that it's worth something. You might have something that is really very unique and I've been there in my past, but no one is interested in that. Uh, you are unique. So what, uh, yeah. so you need to ensure that you are unique and that there is a demand for that. And it sounds very okay, but it's uh, the process of uh, constantly doing it is, is really what make you success, makes you successful, uh, keeping yourself uh, all the time on the edge in that respect. Yeah. Do you think uh, one of the characteristics that is needed for a startup leader like yourself would be that kind of flexibility to be able to make those pivots when needed? Sure. I think people that will stick to uh, to something that they have in their mind and will not be flexible might be good, you know, in a, in a big ship, not in a speedboat. And, mm. and when you are a startup, you're a speedboat. You need to really maneuver quickly. Otherwise, you'll you lose the game. Yeah. What um what do you what is one of the toughest decisions that you've had to make in the last 12 years as you've been a business leader? Wow. I think the first pivot. Mm. The pivot was a tough decision because the employees are in love with the, the direction you sold them. The, the investors are in love in the, the, with the direction. You're constantly selling them that, you know, you are in the right direction and this is the direction and blah, blah. And suddenly you need to tell them, yeah, although I told you that, no, it's the second one was not like that, was expansion of what we are doing. But the mm. first one, and really it was more about technology. The first one was about the vision, uh, completely changing the vision and uh, changing the name of the company, changing everything. And you already have some level of momentum with what you did before and, it, and some level of trust and and money that was invested into it, several millions actually. Uh, so, and you're telling them, I'm leaving it. Uh, so uh, you need, you need to, you need to do it smartly as well. It's not just, a, first of all, you need to decide that I'm doing it, hmm. uh, which is a decision by itself because 
you might be thinking, no, it's too late. I'll continue with what I'm doing and hopefully I'll be successful. Uh, so the first decision, which is a tough decision, is and the most important one is to do it. And then how to do it is not less important because uh, between the decision and the execution, I think it was like six months uh, until we exposed it, you know, the process of uh, exposing the change uh, in that respect. Uh, because you want to show some momentum when you do that, that you are not talking, uh, you know, hot hair. Uh, and it's really a, a point, especially at the beginning, that people can lose trust in you and say, okay, so uh, he's changing, so he lost on the first one. Why hang on to him uh, for this new maneuver? Uh, your investors, your employees, everyone. Yeah. But but you managed to get through it. I would say that uh, what you've shared is probably going to help some other folks who have to make those tough decisions as well. What do you think has been one of your greatest successes? Was it the second pivot or the third? I I, I don't think of it in that way. I think it's a success is a, a lot of small wins. Mm. I don't see it as one big thing that we did. I think it's a lot of small wins and determination and uh, working together with the, and one of the things that the French aid pepper is, uh, is that we have uh, management and employees that are with us for many, many years, not a typical high tech company. Uh, we're also, we are not backed up until now with any institutional investors. So, the atmosphere in the company is very different uh, in that respect, I think, for good. Uh, more of a family type uh, atmosphere. So I think the key to success is really to be transparent and to, and to stick. I'm not saying when you need to change, make a change, but, but don't make too many changes and too often and be consistent with what you're doing and with your values. I think the values are very important. Be consistent with your values and people will stick to you. And when I say people, it's your customers, it's your employees, it's your investors, it's everyone. Yeah. Let's talk about some of your customers then. Can you share some customer success stories that, um, you know, maybe some case studies that where you came in and helped a customer kind of really kind of reinvent how they were doing business? Yeah, there are many stories like that uh, that you can find on our website. But uh, if I need to choose a few, then uh, Dermalogica is a great name that I mentioned before. Uh, we started there with uh, with their reps all over the U.S. And gradually, uh, they moved with us to replace, uh, originally replace only the rep system. I mean, the field rep system and then uh, all over the US. And then uh, we added the B2B e-commerce for like 5,000 stores all over the US. And then they added the, uh, and everything is on the same platform. All their international business, uh, B2B e-commerce, which is another uh, channel that we are managing, for the, that they are managing through Peppery and then the employees. So gradually we helped them uh, really move from we, I think we helped them uh, in selling through all those different channels. Uh, this is uh, one example. Uh, 
uh, we just released a case study about uh, uh, we, there, there is an interesting press release next week that we will uh, share with one of the largest food companies in the world that uh, is launching peppery now and really making a huge trend. Unfortunately, I cannot say it ahead of time. It's going sure. to be either this week or next week. I'm talking about a company with uh, over 100,000 customers, B2B customers, not the uh, users, uh, that is launching peppery B2B e-commerce. Uh, and it's really a transformation from that for them because up till now, and they will be the first one in their territory industry to do that, uh, changing from uh, traditional sales rep ordering to uh, full mobile mobile as well as web ordering uh, of their customers. Uh, it's a big thing for them. And you can see that although they are so huge, their CEO is uh, releasing this press release together with us. So uh, the, the, unfortunately, I cannot say the name. I can say that they're in yeah. the food business. Yeah, that's all right. But so, uh, so you guys obviously do, it sounds like business internationally, right? Not just in the United States, but around uh, the world. Um, tell me what it's like, I guess, different for uh, a company that's dealing internationally and in the United States, because there's probably some of our listeners who are looking to expand internationally. Obviously, they're, they're, some of the rules are different. Customer information sharing is different. Um, how do you guys kind of manage that as a, as a company to be able to kind of be global like that? Uh, the first thing I will tell to those that are starting, do not go international. Focus on one market and make sure that you are the lion in that market before you move to international. It doesn't matter. And make sure that it's a large enough market that will give you credibility. Uh, and obviously, there are different considerations in choosing the first market, but this is very important in my opinion. Uh, once you move to international, uh, you need to under there is a different mentality and there are countries with similar mentalities and countries with different mentalities. So even when you move international, you might want to move first of all with the same mentality that you used to sell to. Uh, it's all about momentum in being successful. So you create momentum by choosing, focusing on territories, on mentalities, on industries, making sure you get the momentum moving and growing before you expand. In terms of mentalities, I can tell you it's uh, very much, it's very different to sell in North America, for example, than to sell in South America and sell in, uh, and we are selling a lot in South America, North America and selling in, <clears throat> in Italy, for example, selling in Spain, selling in Germany and all those, uh, how should I say it? Uh, the, all those things that we think that are different, they are different in the way they buy, in the way they measure, in the way they uh, share the success or the failure uh, with you, uh, how they take things. Uh, so you need to be prepared to, to be able to listen differently mm -hmm. and not to take it the same way to all of them. Understand that it's a different mentality. I think the language is just part of it. Yeah, I'm dealing uh, with the international market for 30 years now, so uh, pretty much experience uh, 
with dealing with different uh, countries and different mentalities and knows knows that before peppery yeah uh, know that uh, but uh, be careful not to expand too quickly <laughs> right well tell us speaking of expansion then tell us a little bit about what the future of peppery looks like what what plans or what growth would you like to see and what are your plans to achieve that this year we are focusing on adding more values to the current vision uh so uh the growth we expect to see we expect to see the north america market continuing to grow like it's it's the largest market for us and it's constantly growing nicely so we expect that to continue uh next year will be more interesting uh, for us, we are focusing this year development toward next year. We intend to expand our vision further to new things that I cannot elaborate on. Uh, <laughs> we want to uh, we want to be the lion in what we are doing. Uh, there are certain areas that uh, the the big companies are still not there. Uh, that we are that still a smaller company like us, and we are still, we cannot be compared to the huge uh, software companies like that we compete with, like Salesforce and, uh, and uh, uh, Microsoft and SAP. So uh, we intend to continue to challenge them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, before I let you go, I want you to have a chance to tell everybody how they can find you, your website, things like that. Uh, very easy. Peppery is like pepper with I at the end. So all they need to do is just write pepper with I at the end, then peppery.com. And uh, they can find us. They can contact us. They can ask for a demo. They can read case studies. We have open APIs to the technical guys, to the geeks. They can uh, use our APIs and play with it for free. Uh, and uh, we will be happy to you know, to get more customers, obviously. That's awesome. Thank you so much for spending the time with me and sharing uh, some of your experience with our listeners. We appreciate it. Thank you very, very much, owner. And we thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time. Thank you.